What is the current situation in Turkey? How has the pandemic affected the economic situation of the country? And does the pandemic leave a window of opportunity to implement political decisions within the country and in its foreign relations? Today, we are joined by Cengiz Chandar, who is a senior associate fellow at the Swedish Institute of International Affairs and has, amongst others, a very long career within journalism. I'm so happy to have you here, Cengiz. My name is Ilva Pettersson and I work with the Swedish Institute of International Affairs. Okay, Cengiz, please first uh, let us know the current situation in Turkey when it comes to the spread of the coronavirus. Well, actually, and surprisingly, Turkey performed quite well in terms of the struggle against uh, COVID-19. To make a comparison, if we come to Sweden, for example, and we have to keep in mind the population of Turkey is 83 million, nearly more than eight times of Sweden. And it is in Sweden, the, the, as of today, mm-hmm. the, 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 the um, um, number of uh, the, uh, people who uh, died because of coronavirus is um, 3,544. Yeah. It's very close to Turkish figures whose population is eight, ten, eight nine times uh, much more than Sweden. And in terms of uh, the deaths per million the, the, in Sweden, the, um, it is uh, quite high. Um, it's uh, nearly uh, 350. Whereas Turkey is, as I said, um, 47. And if we compare with Germany, who is considered performed well in terms of everything uh, regarding the struggle against the coronavirus, mm-hmm. uh, and the populations are quite close to each other, Germany and Turkey. And Germany, it is uh, 8,000, twice as much as Turkey. And uh, for per million, it's 94, again, twice. Uh, as of Turkey. So why, I mean, how the, the question apparently comes in, and I have to say that um, there are uh, interesting reasons for it. Um, first, um, Turkey has a very young population. Uh, the median age is 30, whereas in the, uh, the European Union it's 43. So nearly 65% of the population is below 30 years of age, which makes it good, resilient against the spread of this, the coronavirus. Secondly, in the Turkey in the, does not have much nursery homes, elderly homes, because in the Turkish in the, the culture, it's to, to send a parent to a nursery home is kind of a taboo. Yeah. Um, so what has happened in France, in, in Sweden, elsewhere, um, this coronavirus just kind of massacring the elderly population did not take place in Turkey. Given, of course, the, the drastic measures Turkey had taken, there was a lockdown, there is still ongoing lockdown uh, since uh, nearly almost two months for um, the 65 uh, plus age people and 20 minus age people are not allowed to go out. Uh, there are some relaxations in that respect, but still uh, almost for two months, uh, that part of the population, the elderly population and the very young population, 
which could be the transmitters, uh, are kept inside uh, the, the, their houses. And one interesting the statistics about uh, hospital beds, while Turkey has uh, um, uh, 2.8 for 100,000 hospital beds, whereas Germany 8, France is 6, for example, uh, and it's quite low in terms of the number of hospital beds, but when it comes to intensive care units, it's among the best in Europe. Uh, paradoxically, the number of intensive care units beds are very, very high uh, among the first three, four countries in Europe, and also ventilators and those kind of equipment, which was very essential uh, to fight against this COVID-19. So altogether, brings us a quite, quite successful struggle against the coronavirus. I would like to ask you about the politics that, uh, for example, here, we have uh, not been able to talk about many other things than Corona at the moment because we're very busy. What about the situation in Turkey? Are there other political issues? I know that migration has been a huge uh, political issue for a long time. What happened to that issue? I mean, both internally and externally. It's been a, a very big question for Turkey. So again, since two months, the, the, the entering and uh, going outside, I mean, traveling within the country was uh, banned. Nobody can go out from one of these metropolitan uh, areas to any part of the country. So domestic traveling and, and forget about the, the international traveling is uh, almost uh, none. Uh, therefore, uh, there is no much basis uh, either in the domestic sense or uh, outside of Turkey uh, in terms of migration. There is no migration. That, that were all three the coronavirus days. During the coronavirus days, there is no migration in the sense that it bewildered the Europeans uh, for the Syrians or Afghans and uh, those kind of refugees. Uh, you, uh, making Turkey as a base to migrate into Europe. So it, it stopped. It, it doesn't exist. In the political sense, in the political sense, uh, the, uh, apart from the coronavirus, the regime, the autocratic regime in Turkey, apart from good performance uh, regarding the, the, the struggle against the COVID-19, it is as it was when it comes to political issues. It is as oppressive and repressive as it is. Um, and um, uh, just uh, making use of the uh, lockdowns in the country um, imposes more centralist authoritarian instructions. And uh, thanks to its control of the media in the country, uh, they are crea creating a, a atmosphere uh, as if the regime is endangered by a looming preparation for a coup uh, in order to mobilize uh, a pro-government uh, sympathy and, and, uh, and therefore delegitimizing any kind of uh, opposition against the regime. It has something to do with the situation of the uh, economy. Uh, while in the medical sphere, Turkey is performing well, 
with uh, because of the, the devastating the, the impact of this uh, the COVID-19, uh, the Turkish economy, which was already in a crisis atmosphere, is uh, moving towards a total collapse. Actually, uh, the, the, the financial and economic uh, the breakdown is uh, visible on the horizon, and uh, therefore the, the government, in the political sense, are trying to take precautions uh, to divert the attention of the public from the economic uh, matters that will be emerging and will be very detrimental for its own survival, for the survival of the regime, uh, and creating a, a kind of a situation as if uh, there were there will conspiracies to be concocted by outside powers, Europe, European mainly, and uh, their uh, the, uh, allies inside the country, meaning the uh, main opposition party uh, or the, the other opposition parties. So uh, it's creating a, a very suffocating uh, political atmosphere, uh, which is exacerbated by the already ongoing lockdowns because of this uh, COVID-19. We have to keep in mind that until the end of the year, Turkey needs to pay 170 billion US dollars of debt. And the foreign exchanges are depleted of Turkey. Foreign currency reserves is nearly over. Turkey's central bank was trying very hard to keep the value of the Turkish lira against the dollar intact, but just uh, a week ago, the, the, it collapsed all, all, all the, the attempts of the central bank, which is not independent, it, it has to be, it's under the control of the regime, of President Erdogan, mainly. and uh, at the end of the day, uh, it uh, spent uh, uh, in one month 19 billion US dollars to keep the value of lira, and uh, altogether the, the foreign exchange reserves in the coffins of the Turkish Central Bank is 56 billion dollars now. While Turkey needs to pay, as I told some moments ago, 170 billion US dollar debts until the end of this year. So the, uh, what that means, Turkey is on the way of an economic collapse. Uh, there are two ways, uh, two options, two choices in front of uh, the, the decision makers to uh, overcome. One is to knock on the doors of the IMF, International Monetary Fund, uh, which uh, President Erdogan cannot do because until now, since so many years, he boasted so much to detach Turkey from the control of IMF. Uh, so knocking on the doors of the IMF will be a kind of admission of failure for him, just a surrender. Or it has to go to the uh, US Federal Reserve, uh, ask for a swap deal. And uh, it's although it looks a very financial and economic, uh, uh, a political price, of course, and uh, Turkey is uh, uh, trouble with nearly everybody, including the United States, 
because of its foreign policy choices. It's uh, bogged down in Syria. It is uh, a party in, in concerning civil war in Libya. So it is biting uh, more than it can chew and digest. And um, so the, this military expenditures of Turkey, the, the choice of its foreign policy is depleting its coffins as well. And in uh, many choices, uh, uh, it's getting into conflict, confrontation with the European Union and with the United States itself. Whereas when you are in a situation of economic, deep economic crisis, you need these two uh, centers of power, United States and the European Union, in order to uh, get over from the crisis as much as you can. And since this coronavirus situation, the entire uh, world will be in economic recession. Mm. Uh, Turkey cannot esca escape from the, the effects of that economic recession, but it, is, it will be getting much more deeper because of the political choices it has. I want to come back to the uh, foreign political implications a little bit later, but I want to stay uh, because uh, what you what you talked about now is the, um, the exacerbated economic crisis uh, in Turkey, and you also mentioned the the rhetoric, the political rhetoric that is being used as a, sort of a an external enemy, and we talked about the the political the measures of how to contain. Um, the spread of the pandemic. Are there any uh, other political implications in Turkey that you see taking place or maybe being exacerbated by, by the current situation? In a sense, everything is uh, uh, affected by it. Um, uh, let me quote uh, a former American ambassador to Turkey uh, analyzing the, the situation of Turkish economy and the measures adopted uh, by the current regime in Turkey. He wrote that in Turkey's emergency room, uh, the doctors uh, are using the band-aid of nationalism, protectionism, and reassuring the family uh, members, though, uh, even though major surgery is required. So this is the situation of Turkey. Uh, the regime uh, clinges to nationalism, and when it comes to the economic uh, uh, choices, they resort to protectionism uh, in a situation of uh, a pandemic that impacts uh, uh, the economy. It's a global phenomenon, so the solutions should be at a global scale. You can't, if you resort to, to nationalism and protectionism, politically and economically, that the backlash of it in domestic politics will be silencing the opposition uh, and trying to mobilize uh, the, the population around uh, nationalist uh, discourse. Uh, and uh, that, that means no democracy, more autocracy, uh, uh, no uh, freedom of press, no independent judiciary, no independent central bank, and no vibrant civil society. But of course, there is a resistance to this, and therefore uh, the, the, the internal situation, as I told earlier, it's very suffocating in Turkey, because there is opposition, there are parties, it's a multi-party 
existence, although the system is not that multi-party parliamentary system, it's no more. It's since over two years, it's a executive presidential system. It's, the, it's called constitutionally, but there are still existence of opposition parties, and uh, and there is what we social media, even if the media is controlled uh, by the regime, and if there is no much room for press freedom, still the journalists exist, the the the, the, the personalities exist. Uh, although institutions are emptied, more or less, uh, there is no much check and balances in the system. But there are people who are not d'accord with the uh, in accord uh, with the regime. So the, the, this uh, impact of uh, this Corona struggle uh, regarding uh, the regime taking refuge in nationalism and economic and protectionism reflects upon uh, drastic uh, repressive measures more and more within the country itself. So it, it's, 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 it's kind of a, a, a boiling pan. You never know. Uh, you, you know that at one point it will blow up. But how and when, uh, whether it will explode or implode, that we don't know, or how, when it, it, it might take place. Yeah. Look at Venezuela, for example. Venezuela, uh, despite all odds, it's still uh, the regime is intact. The people are suffering. So, uh, uh, although to Turkey's geopolitical position is much different, which is uh, very much related to developments in, in Syria, Iraq, East Mediterranean, uh, North Africa, Balkans, a part of Europe, it is. So, the, of course, it, it, it's a much different case than Venezuela. But this picture, uh, which is a kind of a bleak picture, can go on uh, for a foreseeable future. That's Very long time. Yeah. Okay, so let's, uh, let's uh, move then to the uh, regional implications, because you already mentioned uh, Syria and uh, other uh, neighbors. Um, how has the coronavirus affected the relations and the uh, ongoing, uh, I mean, how Turkey is affected by the ongoing situation in, in Syria, for example? Well, actually, we have to, or one has to give credit to President Tayyip Erdogan in terms of his uh, limitless pragmatism and uh, his way of handling the things every crisis in every crisis he has seen an opportunity so this, this pandemic crisis he saw an opportunity to keep up his in, in my opinion his unsustainable um, uh, aggressive policies in Syria and in Libya uh, because there are no checks and balances because the population are very much focused on uh, the pandemic and epidemic. Uh, and because of the lockdowns, uh, the people is in a halt, actually. It's not moving. Uh, physically, nothing is moving. Nobody is out. Most of the people are indoors. And the, 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 although it's a rubber stamp parliament uh, since uh, the two years, but that even that rubber stamp parliament uh, does not convene. Um, it has been months that the parliament in Ankara um, uh, 
does not work. And uh, President Erdogan has not been to Ankara, the capital of the country, since two months, for two months. He lives in Istanbul, he stays in Istanbul. He doesn't leave, leave, Istanbul, leave Istanbul and stay there. And so under such circumstances, without any scrutiny, under foreign policy choices, under decisions that you take, which needs a real checks and balances, uh, you find an opportunity to implement them without any uh, barriers or obstacles in front of you. That's what I mean, that Mr. Erdogan is uh, very talented in uh, using every crisis into an opportunity. So he's forcing his policies in Syria. In Idlib, for example, which has become a major uh, point of uh, conflagration and confrontation uh, very recently, uh, uh, in the beginning of this year, in the first month of this year, there is more Turkish deployment in terms of military force there, uh, and Turkey is very, very active uh, concerning Libya, although uh, there are not much uh, Turkish military personnel serving in Libya, uh, backing the uh, Tripoli government against uh, the other elements of uh, opposition led by General Haftar and supported by uh, in a kind of a semi-support of Russia, but overt uh, support of France, uh, Saudi Arabia, and United Arab Emirates. The uh, Tripoli government, which is uh, regarded as UN recognized government, is militarily supported by Turkey, but without Turkey sending much military equipment uh, or military personnel there. How Turkey helps? The, the, and uh, the, the, the Tripoli government then becomes a part in Libya. Uh, they are sending its Syrian proxies. Uh, there are thousands of uh, Turkish Syrian pro proxies that are sent and are being sent uh, to Libya. So all these means money. All these means uh, uh, a lot of issues and 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 and. The, the people, the, the, the situation is Libya is getting uh, much more complicated by the ongoing uh, civil war, uh, and Turkey is a very active party to this civil war. You know, apart from Libya and Syria, yeah, Turkey is uh, very much uh, uh, force projecting in East Mediterranean against Greece, Cyprus, uh, and uh, even France. And just two or three days ago, the foreign ministry of Turkey issued a statement accusing France being uh, the, the patron, that that's uh, the, the, exactly the English wording that it was used, the patron of the evil of malice, which meant uh, axis of evil, actually, anti-Turkey evil of axis, consists of France, uh, Egypt, United Arab Emirates, Greece, and and uh, 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 Cyprus. Turkey never used the term Cyprus. Always used GCI, which means Greek Cypriot Administration. It used initials. Anyway, so but what I mean that Turkey is very actively involved in its uh, the policies uh, regarding East Mediterranean 
gas and oil drilling, uh, which is a uh, controversial area for Turkey, and it is deploying its military more heavily in Syria, and also the, the, being a very active party in Libya to its Syrian proxies. And this is all done uh, under the roof, provided by uh, the clo uh, lockdowns uh, of this pandemic without any checks and balances, no opposition, no hurdles, no obstacles. So uh, when it comes to foreign policy, uh, it, Turkish assertive foreign policy in the region of MENA, Middle East and North Africa is, uh, as always, and even more uh, uh, ferocious and vigorous. Uh, is it was uh, pre-COVID-19 period. And also, so then uh, wrapping up and also coming back to what we talked about in the beginning about migration, what about Turkey's relations to Europe? Has that changed? Turkish relations uh, with Europe is in standstill, I have to say. Mm -hmm. Although on 8th of uh, May, uh, at the day of 75th anniversary of the end of World War II, uh, President Erdogan issued a statement uh, uh, underlining Turkey's commitments for the in, to integration to the European Union. But this is uh, the, on the paper, of course, because uh, uh, Turkey needs European anchor. Because Europe, European Union, has always been Turkey's economic anchor. Uh, because over or around 50% of Turkish trade in terms of exports and imports is with the European Union. The, the Turkish uh, the economy needs technology transfer related uh, to, to Europe. And uh, FDIs, the foreign direct investments, uh, which um, uh, is the most essential ingredient for the health of the Turkish economy is from the EU. Therefore, the EU is very, very essential in, in addressing the ills of Turkey and get over uh, the, 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 all the negativities that the coronavirus, uh, the, this pandemic uh, might and will be bringing upon Turkey. But as long as that uh, you have no democracy and you opt for autocracy instead, without any free press, without a vibrant civil society, you don't let it to flourish, uh, without an independent judiciary and central bank, it is very, and Turkey has no credibility uh, in the eyes of the European uh, uh, countries and for the European Union, and it will be very, it's only the operational part of relationship uh, with European Union is the re this migration, the refugee issues. Turkey is holding the refugees, according to a deal reached in the year 2016, and not letting them to travel over to Europe, but very recently, uh, because of a displeasure of a European position, uh, it pushed many uh, refugees, mostly Afghan refugees, to the borders of Greece, which created a very the, the 
it created kind of malaise in terms of the bilateral relations between uh, Turkey and the European Union, and Turkey lost further credibility in the eyes of the uh, European Union. And it, it cannot be used again. And uh, altogether, when you look at it, uh, uh, Turkey did nothing to overcome uh, the existing uh, uh, malaise between itself and the European Union. And if I just remind you of what I said uh, some moments ago, uh, very belligerent wording targeting France and uh, whipping up nationalism inside the country and looking for conspiracies uh, against the regime uh, with Western sources, mainly the European. Uh, and also uh, uh, with focusing on the protectionist measures to deal with the, the, the economic and financial crisis, and, uh, the battling the relations with the European Union and with Europe in general, despite uh, the rhetoric of uh, Mr. Erdogan on, on 8 March, on the 75th anniversary of the end of the World War II, um, it's not in the horizon. It's not very visible. All right. Um, you open up for a lot of more questions here uh, about protectionism and the economic situation and the democratic uh, backslide. Uh, but we're going to have to keep that for another time. Thank you so much, uh, Genghis, for uh, being on this podcast with us. I thank you for this opportunity and I look forward for the new one follow up uh, because as as in uh, the tv commercials uh, when it comes to turkey i have to say stay with us <laughs> <laughs> that's a good way to end thank you Dengiz. find us on www.ui.sc we are also on facebook and on twitter with ui sweden and we're also on youtube where you can watch our seminars and interviews Catch you later.